0: Rancho Radio 92.9 KBSKLL. We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's P. Quail Realty in Rio Rancho on Southern Boulevard. It is time to find out what is going on in the city of Vision with our mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning, Derek. And uh, good morning to everybody who's joining us out
1: here on this beautiful Sunday morning. Thanks for uh, spending the morning with us. And I know. Last week, we had a little bit of a long show, so we'll try to taper it down.
0: Well, I don't know if people mind if it's uh, pertinent information. Right. We talked about the budget you received from the city manager, and now we're going to talk about what ideas you have for that budget, because that's how it works in Reorange.
1: Absolutely. So the way the process works is the city manager has to get a budget to me and to the city council by a certain date, okay? And then it is up to me, in accordance with the city charter, I have to comment on the city manager's recommended budget. Now, this goes to our form of government, Derek. So I'll give a little bit of background history. We are what's known as a council manager form of government. A lot of people don't realize there's different forms of government when it comes to running a city. Mm -hmm. There's mayor council form of government and council manager form of government. We are a council manager form of government. So most of the powers and most of the administrative authorities in our city fall to the person that holds the city manager position. So the governing body, the city councilor and myself, we are policymakers and we create the policy and give that policy to the city manager for enforcement.
0: then and, person and a, implements yes, the Yes, and policy. it implements.
1: And that could be policy in the police department. That could be policy in the fire department. That could be policy in parks and rec. That could be policy in development services. That could be policy in libraries, in the senior centers, you name it. We would make the policy the city manager would be tasked with doing that. And the city manager is truly the one and only employee of the city council.
0: That's interesting when you look at how that's done. You have... The most powerful person in the city is not elected. Correct. He's hired by the people
1: we elect. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. Now, for example, Albuquerque, that's a mayor council form of government. So the mayor submits a budget to the council and then the council works on that budget. Right. And Mm -hmm. then they send it back. And in this particular case, the city manager and all the city staff work on the budget. They bring it to the mayor and council, and then I have to comment on it. And then as what just happened on Wednesday and Thursday, we have what's known as budget hearings. And that's where all of the different department heads and the different people in the city come and they present their budget as a whole budget to the city council. And then the city council, along with myself, approves the budget as a policy document. And so that's the way this works. And the budget that is approved is meant to guide and direct the city employees and to make sure that they're spending money in appropriate ways. So that's really what this is. And while I chair the council and I am a member of the council, remember, I only get to vote in two circumstances. Number one, if there's a tie. So if the three city councilors can't agree, I have to break the tie. Or if there's a missing city councilor, OK, so I would vote on one way or the other. Now, in this particular case, in the budget hearings, there are no votes taken because this is just merely staff coming and presenting what they want to do with their various different departments, whether it's the police department, the fire department, parks and recreation, senior services city administration, the finance department, roads, streets and right of way the utilities, all of these things, right? So they come and present their budgets and try to explain to the city council what it is they're looking for. Now, our budget is pretty simple. It's pretty straightforward. So there's not a lot of explanation that needs to go along with a lot of this stuff. It's very operational. There's not a lot of fluff in the Rio Rancho budget. So it's pretty easy to kind of go in and say, okay, this is a very austere budget. And for the last eight years, we have had And nationally recognized award-winning budget in the last two years in a row, we've had the cleanest audits in the city's history because we have to hire an outside auditor, come in and check everything that's going on, right? So this is the way this works. All this was was a presentation. then at the end of this presentation, the city council and myself, which we're about to talk about, Mm -hmm. the city council might offer up some amendments to the budget and say, hey, I'd really like to see this happen, all right? Or I would offer up my amendment, which is what my message on the city manager's budget is. And for the most part, in this particular year, this budget is so clean. And this budget is one of the best budgets in the city's history because we've got some extra one-time capital. So we're able to do some extra one-time capital things. We talked about some of those last week with the additional $5.5 million that we'll be putting to city streets, primarily in the residential neighborhoods. Now, we're going to leave that pretty much to staff to decide based on data, data data-driven decisions on the conditions of various different roads, because that's enough money to do roughly six miles. Mm. Okay, so we've got 400 miles of road. And remember, I remind everybody, this is the long race, not a short sprint, right? We inherited 40 years of neglect on the roads. And we've said this, we've been doing this incrementally. How do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time, right? Mm -hmm. So you've gotta just take it incrementally. But I am very proud of the fact that in the last six years, we've replaced over 30 major road segments throughout the city and we are starting to kind of move in. Before we started the show, you talked about, you saw a comment on my Facebook page because our bond rating was improved. We talked about that last week. And I do wanna make this correction. Moody's did upgrade our bond rating and I think I used the wrong letters last week. They upgraded us from a AA-3 to an AA-2, which is still huge. There was a guy on LinkedIn that pointed out, he says, uh, relative to FICO or your credit score, this is like having an 800. Okay, Now, that's not my words, but he used that as a comparison saying it's it's the city's credit score because we've done so well managing our money and creating such an austere budget. And once again, the budget is a policy document. It says this is how we want to move forward as a city. This is how we want to go. This is what we want to invest in. And the city manager brings forward really a very comprehensive budget. As we mentioned, it's several hundred pages. And our budget on the reoccurring dollars is right around $64 and that's pretty good. We've kept that very flat line over the last eight years. Our reoccurring costs have not rocketed up like you've seen happen in other governmental agencies. I mean, like, for example, the big concern with the state budget this year is you heard a lot of people talking about, hey, wait a minute. This is a billion more dollars in reoccurring costs. What if our revenues fall off? What if we don't get the oil and gas revenues next year? Something like that. So there are always concerns with taking on new reoccurring costs. What's a reoccurring cost? It's like hiring an employee, say like a police officer. When we hire a police officer, we're probably going to have that police officer. We're going to have that expense for 24
0: years. Well, We hope that and that's the intent. That's why you do it. Correct. Yeah.
1: You grow the police force and you grow the fire department and you grow your uh, streets and right-of-way right away crews. But buying
0: a police car would be a one-time expense. Well,
1: correct. Correct, yeah. but the insurance on the
0: car yeah, would be continues. a reoccurring yes. yeah.
1: So you see all this stuff divvies up in little ways. You but think if it's about a
0: replacement, it. then they, you're just replacing Correct. the insurance that was on the old car. But I know Correct. what you mean. You hire a police with every officer, new police officer, we have to get have them equipment, And yeah. one of the
1: pieces of equipment exactly yeah. is a car yeah. Yeah. or a motorcycle, yeah. depending on what we're training them for. Moody's upgraded the city's bond rating from an AA3 to an AA2, and that's on my Facebook page that's on my website, it's on the city's website. There was a lot of press around that this past week and very excited about that. We heard a lot of the various different news organizations talking about it because it is a big deal. You have to look at a city, is a very, 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 very big ship with an extremely tiny little rudder, (laughs) okay? So when you when you it's try an to stick yeah, 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 when you try to start turning that thing, it doesn't turn easy, and it doesn't turn on a dime, right? So, uh, but anyway, so in my budget message, which has been put out, it was released last Friday, and it's out there, and we were going to talk about it. Obviously, if you read through it, I agreed with many of the things that the city manager put forward. As a matter of fact, I think I agreed with just about everything because. He put forward a very austere budget, and I feel very strongly about the fact that he wasn't trying to take on additional reoccurring costs. He was trying to maintain high levels of uh, service for our citizens and meet the needs and desires and goals of the citizens, which the the desires and goals of the citizen, as any city councilor who represents their citizens and me, the mayor, I represent the citizens. We all say Make sure we got plenty of money in there to do as much as we possibly can to fix the roads. I've been the roads mayor. When I'm not the mayor anymore somewhere in the future, I'm, I'll go down in history as the roads mayor, and the, the orange barrel mayor. And so that being the case, then the next thing that we know the citizens want is good, strong public safety. Keep Rio Rancho safe. Keep us safe. And then add nice quality of life amenities. So you've got infrastructure, you've got safety, you've got nice amenities. Well, one of the things that's in this budget is resurfacing of the Haynes Park basketball court. That's going to get done. Okay. And this does account for, you remember how I said we had revenues of 84 million and, but our reoccurring was 64 and there were some numbers. And I told you a lot of that is because the bond money has been budgeted. Okay. In this budget. So this is that bond money that's been budgeted as well. So this is for the road bonds. So there's 10 million there. There's five, almost six million dollars in public safety. Half of that going to police, half going to fire. And there's a list of all those things that are on the city's website of where that money's going to be spent. And I had uh, somebody reach out to me on LinkedIn and said on the article where we talked about upgrading our bond rating, and they said, well, hey, that's great. Now I'd like to see a list of the roads that you're going to use with this geo bond. And I was like. Well, the list of the roads has been out for over six months, and I just sent some links to him. And if you Google or even go to the Observer's website, the Rio Rancho Observer, uh, you'll find that we've put a lot of press releases out there that say, this is what we're doing here, this is what we're doing there. The problem we have is if it's not posted specifically on my Facebook page or if it's not in a certain area, sometimes a lot of people don't see it. That's why we use every form of media, Derek, that we can think of to try to get this message out. Hence, KDSK right here. Every Sunday morning, we're trying to get this out. We've listed the streets several times. And we're trying to get the information out because, look, this is great information. Anytime I get this information in front of people, they go, this is great. This is wonderful. So and it really reflects the progress that we're making in the city. And that's what we want to do. We want to get this information out. So once again, to the people that are listening this morning on the radio station on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m., I want to say thank you and make sure you share with your friends or go to the podcast and you can share that podcast on your Facebook page or on your social media page. You can share those podcasts out and say, hey, the mayor has got this information right here. You really should listen to it. And because we try to talk about all the events that are coming up, like yeah. Sunday's Day, 4th of July. We had the New Mexico Philharmonic for the 4th of July and I received a complaint that, Somebody had said that I had kept that a secret. Yeah. And and I was like How many times did we I, talk I, about I, that? Yeah, huh? and I would never want to keep something like that a secret because you want bringing, as many
0: people as you can. Yeah, you want as yeah. many
1: people as you can because you want it to be a success. Yeah. Cuz the more people are there, the more people get to enjoy that amazing facility park in the park this past week was a, a Dude, phenomenal yeah. success oh, yeah over 300 uh, car entries and then we had same day entries we had more vendors than ever before yeah. we had all the cars inside and we had KDSK broadcasting live right there from the event and that was phenomenal and I've gotten nothing but positive feedback about that car show saying it's the best that has ever been done in Rio Rancho and that's coming from some of the car enthusiasts that really criticize these events when they're not done exactly right. Yeah, you know, I've had
0: I saw people were saying this was better than the one they have. I don't want to criticize anybody, but you know, this was better than the big one they have down at the fairgrounds.
1: Right. And there's a lot more parking. Everybody was like, hey, there's better parking out here. We didn't have to walk a mile to get to the show. There's more food than anybody could eat out there. Oh, my gosh.
0: I had some really good pizza while we were there. You saw me eating a chili dog. Yeah. And
1: And I had the spicy Philly from uh, Chalkboard. Mm, The Chalkboard uh, food truck was out there. And he's an amazing chef. And I didn't get to stop it everywhere, but I did have some of the the roasted corn, and the grandbabies had corn dogs, (laughs) and they had a lot of fun, and the Sky Room was there, and people were staging their cars in front of the Sky Room. And there's been some great pictures popping online of cars, because there was even some cars where they were staged up in front of City Hall, and those look amazing, you know, with City Hall as the backdrop.
0: So I have to thank uh, Connie at uh, Parks and Rec for, one, getting us our spot, but also You rarely put on an event that nobody has a complaint about. So far, I haven't heard anybody say anything negative about how this was done.
1: No, it was great. It was great. I think the only thing that I get negative is, oh my gosh, I didn't know it was happening. Once again, that's why we want to get this information out there. But anyway, we chased the squirrel there. We need to get back on (laughs) the budget message because we are going to run out of time. Anyway, of course, in this budget, there's a lot of money recommended for roads. And of course, I supported all of these projects because I've been advocating for these projects for quite some time. And then the city manager recommended $5.5 million to begin addressing the 68 miles of residential roads, listen, that are not eligible for crack patch. These are the worst of the worst. You can't go and do the crack patch on them anymore. The top's worn off. The top's gone. Yeah. We've jumped into them too much. The big thing that I pointed out in this budget is that I want to make sure that we're pairing up road dollars. And I've always done this. Now I've gotten this criticism, but it was not correct criticism when people say, well, you put down a road then you just rip it right back up to put a pipe down. No, 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 no. I have not done that. None of the roads that we have fixed while I've been in office. Has that happened to, because we've said this time and time again, I make sure that we have the money to replace the infrastructure underneath the road at the same time we're replacing the top. Because I'm not going to go put down a brand new, shiny, sparkly, brand new road, not replace the underlying infrastructure, and then have to dig that road up six months later. Now, for example, one of the first roads that we got done when I first took office was High Resort. Mm -hmm. That one has not been ripped into. Go drive it. It's not been ripped into we replaced all that water main underneath there now mind you before we fixed it we were ripping that road up every other week cuz the water, water main leak, yeah so. the water main kept blowing underneath that road and same thing with Sarah haven't done anything there that was one of the first two that we did And uh, if we go back through the list of roads, you can drive down the list. And remember, the list of roads is on my website, greghull.com, under We're on a Roll. And you go down to roads, and there's a whole list of roads that we've gotten replaced. And we are starting to move into the residential roads because this year we're going to do spring. And I drove up spring the other day, and it was just in horrible, horrible condition. There's no way to patch that anymore. It's just gone. Spring's going to get done. And 19th, 19th between grande well from 528 all the way over to golf course Mm -hmm. right so And it's been patched to death. Yeah, it's been patched to death as well. It was crack patched way back in the day, and those crack patches have worn off at this point as well. Right. They've all separated out. We have a different way of doing it now that's a little bit better, but still. So roads, obviously, I supported all of the uh, initiatives there, and also reconstructing and constructing a couple of new roads in the budget as well. We've always prioritized public safety in this budget. This budget... Includes about a 7.9% in total overall spend on the public safety side, which is pretty consistent with what we've done in growing the public safety budget year over year. So not a huge jump in expenses, but... In this particular budget, we are adding an additional police officer and two PSAs, public service aides, okay? So not commissioned officers, but they can get out and do a lot of work, okay, and help in situations yeah, where you free officers. up the, the officers, the sworn officers, exactly. And so I do support the recommendation to add personnel to the police department. And I've always supported growing our police department, and I've always felt like the city grew more than the police department because we didn't add personnel for many, many, many years. And as you know, just in the last few years, we started adding two officers each year. And my goal is to get up to about 150 sworn officers. When I took office, we're at 135. So that's only adding 15 new positions. But I still want to get there, hopefully in the next three to four years. That'd be great. And then, of course, we fully endorsed the city manager's recommendation. And we have been fighting for this to begin to bring the Mariposa Firehouse back online. That's in this budget. Now, is it gonna be open this year? No. But what is going to happen is we're going to fund the equipment that goes in and the renovations that need to happen to that station because it's been sitting there mothballed, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so we've got to do some renovations. We've got to bring the equipment back up to speed. We've got to make sure the firehouse is safe and operational. The nice thing is at least the operational equipment will be stored there. So if we need to send a crew up there to man that on a temporary basis, we can do that. And then we'll look at full-time funding that as we continue to add positions and personnel to the fire department. So it's part of the
0: equipment for the fire department, a fire truck.
1: Yes. So that's expensive. An engine. Yes. 800,000 bucks. You bet. So we're starting to make those investments to start to bring that firehouse back online. Now, Remember, if you live out in Mariposa, that firehouse was browned out because originally it was built for 6,500 homes. That's what was supposed to be out there. When we browned it out, when we shut the firehouse down, there were only about 200 to 250 homes out there. And all building had stopped in Mariposa because the bondholders had defaulted on the debt you couldn't even get a mortgage out there. Yeah. So we had to work very hard to bring that neighborhood back online because it was in horrible default, the entire neighborhood.
0: Yeah. Oh, and they're it, building out there now. Oh, it's building yeah. like crazy
1: now. Now that building is back on track, we're bringing that firehouse back online. And that's always been the plan, but you just couldn't justify having the house out there, the firehouse out there for 200 homes. And what was happening was is most of the times the fire equipment and the fire personnel were never at that station anyway. They were doing backup for Enchanted Hills and North Hills and Loma, Colorado. So they were always somewhere else in the city, but they were never there. And as a matter of fact, when we browned it out and we reallocated all the resources, our fire rating went from an ISO 3 to an ISO 2 and moved us into the top 4% of fire departments in the nation. Once again, these are fiscally sound and data-driven decisions. They're not emotional is that we're trying to get the best result for the money that the taxpayers are paying in. And that's what we will always try to do. So back to the budget, economic development. I supported the uh, economic development fund a few years back where money from this one tax that got de-earmarked. I wanted a 16th of this money to go into a fund called a Lita Fund. And we've used monies like this before to attract job creating companies to the community. And so this uh, fund, I was very glad that we earmark $50,000 to do economic development related consulting services. I've supported the city manager's recommendation to have $75,000 included in next year's budget for the same purpose, but we always have to keep up with doing the most current economic development studies. We want to be at the table when the job creators come to town. We want to be at the table, so you always have to be prepared, right? quality of life. Over the past few years, you've seen some pretty substantial investments there with Campus Park and the Senior Center. So we want to continue to invest in our quality of life facilities. So we're going to continue to support that. And of course, one of the crown jewels of the community, and I've talked about this before, one of our crown jewel parks is a park above. This is the a park that we have become nationally recognized for in this particular park. Right. And it's a park that's an all inclusive park that the mantra on it is a park above is a park for anybody with any ability. Right. And so this park has been so overwhelmingly popular. It's only been open for a little over six years, but it looks like it's been there for 10
0: Look, it's a lot of use. It does.
1: What it's for. It is one of the most used parks. So one of my recommended adds to the city manager's budget is that we put $100,000 worth of money into sprucing that park back up. Okay. And through the quality of life. Now, I don't want anybody to think, well, wait a minute. We need to spruce up all the other parks. Yes. In this budget, there's a million dollars in quality of life bond funding that's going to go to sprucing up other parks around the city. I don't have the complete list, but it is online. And so you can go to the city's website and see the complete list of other parks that are going to be spruced up. It's just other parks were getting money and Park Above really wasn't getting any. So this is my way of throwing some money at that park as well.
0: It was probably assumed because the park was new right. that it wouldn't need upgrades. But, of course, with lots of use, then it wears out faster.
1: Well, I took city staff out there, and a whole group of us went out there, including the, there's a foundation called a Park Above Foundation that helps us raise money for that park. And that's unique to that park. We don't have any other parks where there's a foundation that raises money to build parks like that. So I worked with the foundation. They raised money. They've thrown quite a bit of money at it. They're continuing to upkeep it. And we did this walkabout on the park and realized that, it could use a lot more than 100000 but it could definitely use $100,000 worth of sprucing up, right? And it's a lot of specialized equipment in that park as well. And that park gets a, a little bit extra abuse than most parks because it's got a lot of equipment in it. So it attracts a lot of uh, individuals. Sure. And, and so it gets a lot of use employees. There's been a few employees that we've looked at adding in this budget and I've supported the city manager's recommendation to add these particular employees. So those are those recurring expenses. Those are those recurring expenses. Correct. But let me tell you something, this is something a lot of people don't realize about how austere Rio Rancho is run and what a great job we do. In my budget message, I always like to point out how we compare to other cities in employees per 10,000 people, okay? And this is full time employees. Over the years, I have repeatedly said that the greatest asset of local government is its employees. The public service needs and wants of the community would not be possible without the people providing these services. Now, due to long standing revenue constraints as a result of shopping taking place outside of the city limits, burdens placed on the state and on local government revenue sources. And the legacy land development ownership issues, Rio Rancho continues to have less money available for positions. Now, number of employees per 1,000 population. Let's just put this into context. Rio Rancho for 1,000 population, we have 7.43 employees per 1,000 people. So there's less than seven and a half people per 1,000 people that serve the city of Rio Rancho. Or... Basically, 74 people per 10,000 people. Total full time employees, we have a population of 104,000 in Rio Rancho. Total full time employees, 773. So you can do the math from that, right? Mm-hmm. Now let's break that down. Albuquerque has a population of 564,000. They have 6,255 full time employees. That's 11.8 employees. Per 1,000 people. So it shows you right there that we're doing far more with far less, right? If you look at Las Cruces, they're running right now about 10 full-time employees per 1,000 people, okay? Or 100 per 10,000. And what's their
0: population? Um, Their
1: population is 111,000. so it's
0: closer to to what we're doing here.
1: Santa Fe has 87,000 people, and they're operating on 10.15 employees per 1,000 of population, Okay. Now, Farmington, here's an interesting one. Farmington, mm-hmm. 46,000 people. They have 16.36 people per and thousand.
0: They must have a lot of oil money up there to hire I more get, staff. I <laughs> guess so.
1: But they have pretty much the same number of full-time employees as we do here in Rio Rancho, with half the population, 763 employees, total full-time right. employees. Now, right. how does that break down on the money? Also, not only do we have less employees per thousand people, we're running roughly... Twenty-five to thirty percent less than other cities. Right now, when you look at the uh, grocery receipts tax per capita, this is a really interesting number, and this is an annually generated number. Albuquerque generates seven hundred twenty-four dollars per year per resident. Okay, in mm-hmm. grocery receipts, Las Cruces generates six hundred sixty-three dollars per person per year in grocery receipts tax. Okay, Santa Fe seven hundred ninety-seven dollars per person per year. Okay. Farmington, $1,147 per year per person that they generate in GRT. Now, I just gave you $1,100, $797, $800, $724, $663. All of those numbers over $600. Derek, I'm going to give you the million dollar question. What do you think Drea Rancho is getting per capita per year per person? Give me a hotshot
0: number. I will guess say $500. $500. It's a good guess. I mean, it's lower than all the rest. Why would you go lower than all the rest? Well, it's just not because so many people go down the hill and spend their money in
1: Albuquerque. Well, you're right. You're, it is less, but it's not 500. It's 200, oh my $249. Oh, okay. So people just don't understand the numbers we're dealing with that we run this city on such an austere yeah. level.
0: So the question I have for you is, I don't notice it, but are we not able to serve our 104,000 citizens being so austere? If we had more employees, could we serve the people better? You might make that argument that more people might bring on better service, but right now we're providing better service with less people. Yeah, I haven't had an issue with it. I'm just wondering if you're hearing that from anybody I, I,
1: else. We're really not. Yeah. Uh, the only issue we're hearing is fix more roads, fix them faster, fix them yeah. faster, right? That's really the big thing. And our crime, as you saw last year, our crime numbers are going down. They're not going up. And if we do add employees, we want to add those employees where they provide public service. We have not made the fourth floor top heavy. If you go and look at the budgets from eight years ago, it's been pretty flatlined on the administration side. Where we've grown the budget is in service providers, the people that provide the service to the citizens police, fire, public works, streets and right away. Parks and Rec. Those are the areas we've been providing services.
0: I seem to recall doing this show with you when we started, and I want to say the budget was around 56. 56.
1: Uh, I think so. I'd have to go back and look. i get a historic look. But it's always hovered around 60, somewhere between 58 and 62 million, depending on the revenues. But isn't it amazing that we're running a city on $249 per year per capita? When every other city is well over $600 per person per year. And they're not right next to
0: the biggest city in the state. I guess Las Cruces would lose a little maybe to El Paso, but still further away than we are to Albuquerque. But
1: $249, that's what we're doing, per person, per year. We're going to start
0: spending more money here.
1: Well, we've got to earn it first. You've got to live within your means there, Derek. <laughs> no, I don't mean the city. I mean the citizens. Oh, yeah. Well, they're doing that now through internet gross seats. Then, of course, I supported, obviously, I've been fighting for this, the permanent fund. The permanent fund is something that we created. Right. And obviously, that was pointed to as one of the reasons that Moody's upgraded our bond rating and gave us a better credit score. And then, of course, our water wastewater budget, I supported that completely. It seems very austere, pretty flat line as we experience some growth. So those are some of the big things that we looked at in the budget. But the focus is, it's what my focus has always been, Derek. Fix the roads. That's in this budget. Provide good quality public service. That's police, fire, and different things like that. That's in this budget. Provide for high levels of quality of life. Fix the parks. Again, make sure that our community centers are operating functionally and doing well. That's in here. So all in all, that's what my budget message says that's what it points to. And it uh, looks like, based on our budget hearings that we just had on Wednesday and Thursday, that that's what's going to kind of move forward. The now, city
0: council agrees with you.
1: Yes, absolutely. city council seems very satisfied with this particular budget. Now, we will be announcing the public hearings for the budget here in some subsequent radio programs mm-hmm. but we'll get those out on the agenda and keep an eye out there and if the community wants to download and read through this budget and come and ask
0: questions that's what the public hearings are for the public comment period All right so i was going to ask you so i can make comments and the city is open to listening to other ideas
1: absolutely so we want to hear what you have to say if if there's something in the budget that kind of worries you come to the city council meeting when we have the public hearings on the budget but i will tell you as austere as the budget is really a lot of the comments that we get from time to time is well let's fix more roads well we're we're throwing every bit of money we have at roads there is no secret pot of gold that we're holding back for not fixing roads now we're doing the things that are fiscally prudent so do we have a 25 percent reserve yes absolutely that's fiscally prudent you never want to spend yourself down to the last penny there are factors that are going on in the world right now that could severely impact our city and the, the whole country this the state and the country yeah You saw what Russia just did, cutting off gas supplies to Mm -hmm. Poland. I mean, this is a double down. This is going to create some problems, right? And it's going to put more of a demand on the resources that aren't coming from Russia, right? So those are the things that are going to be economic factors. We're seeing a lot of inflation right now. And so there's not a lot of wiggle room. And with inflation, we need cash to back up some of the things that we're doing, like backing up the salaries. We need some cash to back up some of the projects we're doing in case the cost of the projects go up due to inflation. That's by no fault of the city or by any of the city leadership. That's global economics that are having a local impact on what's happening right here in Rio Rancho. And so those are some of the factors that we're going to be watching very closely. The other thing is you saw how the market can go wild up and down just by the actions of a single individual, Elon Musk, taking yeah. over Twitter. The market went wild with some of the things that were happening there. And then of course, with all the money that we're sending over to Ukraine and all the resources we're sending over to Ukraine, all of these things have a impact locally, but they're global factors that you are having no a role that over. you have no control over. And look, regardless of what's happening right now anywhere in the world. The citizens of Rio Rancho still expect to walk over to the faucet and turn it on and get water. Yes. They still expect to walk over to the light switch, turn on the light switch and get lights, right? Now, the city's not the electric provider, but that's what you expect. Right. The city still expects that when they dial 911, that a police officer is going to show up, right? Mm-hmm. Or the fire department is going to show up. So these things are still expected, but all these things come with a cost. And what we have to do is look at what those costs are, make sure we budget. So... There are individuals that say, oh, we should spend our reserves down to zero and just get what we want now and we'll worry about it later. I'm sorry. I'm the wrong guy for that. I'll admit it right up front. (laughs) I'm the wrong guy for that. I noticed on Facebook, somebody made the comment, we should not run the city like a business. What? I'm sorry. It is a business. It's a business of providing services to the people. That's exactly what it is. It's the business of providing public safety. It's the business of providing fire and ambulatory protections. It's the business of paving streets. It's the business of having a fiscally responsible budget to make sure that we can turn the water on every day. It's having that fiscally responsible budget so that we can provide for levels of quality of life throughout the community. These are the things that we have focused on that really have made Rio Rancho truly what I believe the best city in the state of New Mexico. I'll put our numbers against anybody. I think what we're doing is good. It's spot on. It's on track and it's providing the best service possible. Do we live in utopia? No, that's never going to happen. I don't know anywhere I can move in the world that it's utopic, right? There's always going to be problems. There's always going to be a pothole. There's always going to be a crack in the street. As I've always said, there's no finish line on fixing roads. okay? Okay. You just keep going. And you keep going. It's an oval track that never ends.
0: (laughs) Yeah. As soon as you fix one, then another one needs to be fixed. Right.
1: So those are the things that when we look at the budget, we just have to remember, because our bond rating was upgraded, we're going to get more cash back on our bonds and pay less to interest. That's done because we have strong reserves. So you could spend your reserves down to zero You could not make a savings account like a permanent fund and just have a flatline number. And you're probably going to come out of the gate, which I know you will, because we went back and looked at it. I believe when I first took office, the city's bond rating was at an A1, went to an AA3 and now an AA2. And what we'd like to get to is a AAA1. That would be the maximum. That's the best best you can get. We were two or three marks below where we are today. But when your bond rating goes up and you're paying less in interest, you get more money, money. to get things done. Yes, sure. more money that's invested on a local level to fix stuff. So think about just crack patching. If we pay out $10,000 in interest, we don't get to patch three or four cracks in the streets. If we keep that $10,000 locally here, we get to put it to where it serves the citizens. So having money in reserves, you can always spend it later. Somebody will come along who says, eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die. Somebody will come along that will give you that, right? Mm-hmm. But the reality is is that we have to do the things. Is The money we have in position is growing for us right now. It's not just sitting there stagnant. The permanent fund will earn money and that some of that money will go into the budget we'll start budgeting probably some of that next year when we understand what the growth levels are going to be and how we're going to invest it and that'll be up to the citizen advisory investment committee that will be formed hopefully here in the next few months but in the meantime that's what's going on now before we jump off i know we're running out of time Sunday is day is coming up august 21st don't forget to get that on your calendar And then June. That will be at Haynes Park. That's going to be at Haynes Park. Correct. And then July 4th is coming up. Don't forget about that. That New Mexico Philharmonic is going to be there. It's going to be a parade. It's going to be fireworks. And so we've got a lot of stuff coming up very soon. Please go check out the city's website, rrnm.gov. Or every department in the city has a Facebook page. Parks, Recreation, Fire Department, Police Department. Everybody's got a Facebook page. The information is out there. And you saw me, Derek, on Facebook the other day. Somebody asked a question. I just dropped a link to a newspaper article. Mm -hmm. The information is out there. You really just need to Google what it is you're thinking. I wonder what's happening with roads in Rio Rancho and what's the bond dollars going to be spent on. You can just type this in and there's a plethora of data that comes up that gives you a lot more information. And so, yeah, I like to drop those links to let everybody know, not only it lets people know what we're doing, but that it's already been put out there, too, so that the information's out there. And we are trying very hard. And I want to say thanks again to Pequell Realty for sponsoring the show, because I can tell you Pam Harris is committed to helping get information out to the community. That's why she sponsors this show so that we can get this information out to everybody and make sure that people know they live in Rio Rancho and it is the greatest city in New Mexico. And we're trying to be the greatest city in the Southwest. And we're going to keep working toward that. But Derek, as I always say, we're on a roll and the momentum is good right now. And we're going to keep it moving. All right. I'm talking with the mayor of Rio Rancho, Greg Hull. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you, Derek. Everybody go out there. Have a great Sunday and God bless.